Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast. I'm Neville O'Donoghue, and this is a podcast for bench warmers. Listen to me now, listen to me. Which phone is that? That's the second time it's gone off. We're going to do it. Tyson Fury. It's Torres to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. You're a county? Absolutely not. That's a load of rubbish, Sean, to be quite honest. Uh, He's a disgrace of a football club. What a belt he's given it. I, I, I love I love I love me county, you know. We love Jamalans. On this week's podcast, I talked to Stephen Cowboy Kelly. You may, you might be familiar with some of his stuff during lockdown. You might even went to show of his, or you might just be familiar with him from the Hardy books. I talked to Stephen about comedy, about what's next, and of course his love of Mayo football, and can they finally lift to Sam McGuire this year? With that, hope you enjoy the pod. Stephen Cowboy Kelly. Stephen, how are you? Great, great. I'm not too bad at all, although I'm very surprised and shocked at the result of the match yesterday with Mayo and Roscommon. But listen, it's all good. We're still there. It's all a bit of crack. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, like I, obviously, I want to get into talk about your comedy, but like, to be honest with you, Stephen, like, I. I wasn't surprised with that result. I knew it was going to happen. Mayo won the league, and I just knew Ross Common would catch him on the hop the following week. Like, but what's your very disappointed for you? There was always a chance. There was always a chance, and I wouldn't mind. But I went, I went out, and I made a video before before the game, and I said if Ross Common beat Mayo, that, that I'll wear the jersey. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to bite the bullet at some stage and put on the jersey. But uh, yeah, very surprised. I, I well, I was surprised, I and mean, you, you, you said you weren't. Um, there's always a chance in Roscommon, uh, a male game that Roscommon could catch me on the hop. But I went to the Roscommon game up in Hyde Park, and I really thought we had a lot more ammunition in that. But maybe it's more games, too many games we've been playing, and we had the final, and Roscommon have had time to rest. But I think that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. If you're thinking about winning in All Ireland, you should you should be able to play a game every week. Right. Well, look, look, we'll come back to that. I, I I'd like to get your deeper thoughts on that. But before we go into that, like I suppose, I want to talk <clears> about <throat> what what major was. I suppose how I came across you. Obviously, I love your videos. I do love some of your content, and I'm I'd say that I'd say that pretty upfront. It's some of the stuff is it's it, you can relate to it. Some of it's very funny. Yeah. But look, yeah. Before we go into it, like um. How did you get started? Because I know you were in the Hardy books and tell me where you're from, Stephen, and all that like, you know. Well, I'm from Swinford, a.k.a. Castletown of Hardy books fame. And basically it was the, the lads drafted me in to the Hardy books. And I done whatever I did. I was a satellite character in the Hardy books and um, I wasn't one of the bigger characters. And that was grand. I was a busy man at the time. I was building houses. I was in construction. We were just flat out. Now, I would have loved to have given the Hardy Bucks more time than I did. And if I'd known it was going to be as big as it became, well, then I definitely would have put time into it. But it became the phenomenon that it did, and I just was happy enough to, to play the satellite character. And then what happened was the Hardy Bucks sort of finished up. They didn't get a fifth series. And there's a, there's a few reasons why. 
Um, and, and I'd love to tell the I'd love to tell the story of the one that I love the most. Yeah. But uh, I'll get into that. I'll get into that in a second. Um, so then the, the boy started up the live show again, and I went along to it. I went along to one of them, and it was a bit hit and miss. And that was but the, it was great crack. Uh, and I loved the night out after and a few pints with them, and we were just having the crack. And then I went to a show. They changed up the show then, and they'd done a show in Belfast. And I thought, wow, what a great show that was. And I said, I'd love to be involved. And the next show <clears throat> was going to be in Vicker Street. And I said to Martin Maloney, who plays Eddie Durkin in the Hardy Books, and he's the one of the main uh, co-writers, and he wrote the the show, the, the, the live show. Yeah. I said, I'd, lo- I'd love to be involved, Martin. And he says, he said, jump into the Vicker Street one. So my first stage performance was on Vicker Street stage. So for anyone that doesn't know Vicker Street, Vicker Street is the pinnacle of comedians' um, career. If you, yeah. can get to, if you can say you've been on, uh, on stage in Vicker Street in Dublin, well, then you've made it. Yeah. Um, and after that, I just I fell in love with being on, live on stage. I absolutely loved the buzz of it. And I said, I want in. And then I started making up the, the pages. I made the pages and then I started making content to get my own name out there and that I could do live shows because I knew that the Hardy Box wasn't going to last forever and it was only like an eight-show an eight sort of tour. But I wanted to keep it going. And then, of course, French Show said the same thing and we, we teamed up and the rest, is, the rest is history. Yeah, where like, I suppose where you probably really made your name over the last few years was during the lockdown, I suppose. That was good for you, like, wasn't Modern. it? It was hundred percent the lockdown. Like we were, we were, we were doing videos, and some of them were doing all right, some of them weren't. And next thing, I done this rant on about the lockdown, and just everything just blew up after that. And it was just that that character that I built, that grumpy fella that was actually just speaking what everyone was, was what it? everyone was. But and I, and I and being around so many funny people. Uh, growing up, I had all the sayings already in, in in the head. Some of them they just come to me on the spot, and I just pull over. And usually on, in in a car on the side of the road, I could be anywhere. I just pull over. If it went into my head, I had to get it. I had to get it out straight away. No, like it's it's funny, like because I was a big fan of the Dumbelievables, you know, and the Dumbelievables yeah. were you could relate to those lads. Like you all, you yeah. knew the teacher, you knew the lads down the back of the church, and some of the stuff you're saying, I'm like, he's speaking my language, like you know. Yeah, well, that was that was that was another thing. I was I was I was speaking sometimes abruptly, um, but I was definitely speaking the the normal person's language, and that it transcended. It just it just got into people's heads, and they just loved it, and I just kept going with it, you know. And and and, and some some of my videos are they're far out there. In fact, I know one of the pages on Facebook has been restricted. I know many times. But shy, I was told one night after a show in Dublin by a, a, a Dublin lady that shy babies don't get any sweets. So if you don't push the boat out, like you're going to miss it. Well, no, definitely. Like, um, and then um, the other thing I wanted to ask you was, oh yeah, the where does the wing come from? Them at, at the end of the video, and you, do we say you know at the end of each video? Where does where did that? <laughs> <end>? <laughs> The you the you know thing is just again it's something that everyone says unknown to them. So, yeah. so what's happening now is people are finishing their sentences and they'll say, you know, and I and I and I have not like I haven't it's not mine, but it's when people say it now, they say every time I say you know, I I think I, th- I yeah. think your video. Yeah. So and then the wings 
The wink I just done them done again. I just done it in one of the videos, and everyone just loved the wink, and I just said I have to keep that in. No, honestly, but, because when, when I'm watching your video, I can't stop. I have to wait till you do the wink, and then I'll turn it off. Like I have to exactly, wait. Exactly. Exactly. And then, some people just watch, even if they don't like the video, they wait for the wink at the end. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, <laughs> I didn't tell us. All right. So I know you. You. You probably. You got him with the Hardy books, then you started your own thing. But tell us, were you, were you any good at school? Was it always comedy for you? Were you a bit of a mess? Oh, no, actually, in school, I was I was very good at school. I could have been I could have been anything I wanted to, up till up till the junior cert, which I got a great junior cert. I was a, like a very good student. Well, I, I was always a good student, um, and I was I was smart. I had I had I had brains. I just what happened was I went out working. I went out working with my father uh, for the summer of the junior cert and I was getting the money I was on. It was plastering, construction, and it was his business. And the money I was on that summer, it it ruined my it ruined my brain. I, I like I was so used to it, and next thing I had this freedom and I didn't want to go back to school after that. I would just I'd be out, I'd make up excuses to take days off to go work and I just loved the crack as well, the boys having the crack at, at you know, in yeah. during work and everything like that. So it was probably the worst thing that I ever did was to go out working that summer, but I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything for the world. Right. And tell us what you think, like, because uh, what do you think, like, the government, I suppose, in Ireland, like, I know we all give out about it, but do you think they do enough for comedians and artists in the country? Because oh, I... no. We're, we're, we, we've, our, uh, comedy, com comedians especially have to really fend for themselves in this country. Um, and some of the talent that's in this that is in the island of Ireland, not just the Hardy Bucks. Um, there's been some brilliant comedians. Tommy Tiernan um, is, is my personally my favourite comedian. But we've we've had some brilliant comedians coming from from this island, and the the problem is most of them have had to go to the UK to make it big or America or whatever like that. We definitely we definitely don't get looked after uh, like a, a leg up or a step up from um we say the government or whatever bodies that are meant to be looking after artists hundred uh, percent oh but always 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 haven't been we're always the last ones to be looked at at budgets and everything like that so um and then they make it so they make it so difficult grants that you know you have to you, you need you need a, a science degree to, yeah. to qualify yeah. right up to papers nothing's ever easy no, I, I agree with you there. But like, the only thing is, though, you do get tax breaks, don't you? Am I right in saying that? Because I know... They're, they're in. Yeah, art, artists, yeah. There, there, there is a, and there's a, big... a professional sports person gets a tax break, too, I know. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, is, there is tax breaks for artists. And also, I know that you'll see an awful lot of uh, Hollywood movies being shot in Ireland because there's a special tax rate for filming in Ireland. So that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, in, in one way, but definitely for starting off, if unless you have a big name already or a big platform, it is very hard for up and coming artists to financially make their art or their craft a viable in in this country. Yeah, like like that. Actually, that's another question I'd like to ask you because we're on about platforms. I suppose that like you're very lucky now. I suppose you got a niche during the lockdown, and you know you grew your following like it you all. Know, like it's. Is there any advice for any young up and coming comedian that you'd give them to try and grow their following or get their name out there more? a hundred percent. just keep keep doing it. You'll you'll eventually get don't give up if and, and don't 
there's always going to be trolls out there as well. Some people would would just just get up in the morning to take other people down, and don't be put off by by comments. You know if it's good or not, and but then don't be delusional either. I mean, like when you get a good video, keep at it. Take take it once, take it twice, take it three times, take it four times. Sometimes the the best one, the best take of a video could be the first one, and then it might take a hundred. But yeah. keep trying, and, and if you think you can improve on it, do it. Put in the time, put in the effort, and keep putting it up. Uh, and believe if you're if you have any belief in yourself at all, just keep keep doing it, and eventually something will stick, and you'll get better and better and better and better at it all the time. Well, on about trolls, there did you get much? Did you get did you get much abuse? No, and much crap thrown your oh, way. Oh, I would, I would, of course, but of course, the content, the content, the content I put up is bound to get a backlash. Um, and it's funny. It's a funny thing. The, the 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 most video I got a backlash from was one of the softest videos that I'd done. I don't even think I, I had a curse word in it. Um, it was about uh, knocking down a cyclist, but in that in, in in that way, I made it. It's actually a very good joke. Yeah. But that's the biggest one. Uh, I think the joke went something like, um, "Be careful out in the roads." Uh, this morning, I knocked down two cyclists. Um, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not serious. Yeah. Uh, no one, no one, no one seen, no one seen me. But it was a complete joke. I mean, it was complete satirical. And and anyone that knows me knows that I run on the road myself, cycle the odd time, and it was a complete joke. But that's the biggest one that I got a backlash with. No, well, people definitely get their backs up about the roads, especially cyclists. Like you know, I don't know. Yeah, I saw that. That was very funny. But um, and then I suppose <laughs> what a lot of people be interested in, Stephen, is that like. I suppose the late late show job. I see it's available. Are you uh, going to put your name, <laughs> your name in the hat? Are you? I'm telling you now, RT would rather they'd rather dig up Gay Burn and 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 put him on the on, on the chair than have someone like like me doing the late late show. But who do you think's um, going to get it? Just, what's that? Who do you think's going to get it? I was hoping. I actually I actually like Claire Burn. I think I think she would be brilliant on the late late show and and. I think she would be the uh, front runner. Now I know that she's been earmarked for a Sunday night show, so maybe that might take her out of the running. But I definitely, I would definitely like to see Claire Byrne. You don't want to see, yeah. see Tommy Tiernan, your favorite comedian, do it, no? No, I think I think Tommy uh, is doing okay with his own show. I think that's completely and uh, uh, exactly where he needs to be. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he done it. But then again, RT RT like to keep it safe. Um, and I think they're just going to leave him to his to his own devices. Yeah. The, the other thing, I suppose, anyone that list, that's listening to this podcast would like to know is that, I suppose, how do you make your money? Live shows, is it? One hundred percent the live shows. We haven't monetized any of the pages, um, be it TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We haven't monetized any of the pages. I I, I felt if I if I was going to monetize the pages, then uh, it would take the fun away from it. And then you, there's more pressure to put up videos. Um, whereas now it's just whenever I get a chance or if I have an idea in my head, I just go with it. Um, so the, the how we make money is basically the live shows. And that's we use the platforms then to sell tickets. For, we don't even have a, a, like a promoting team. We promote our own shows. So therefore, to try and keep the price down, we, we try and keep it as fair as possible. But obviously, we have to make something from it as well. And it's definitely... The live shows are starting to bear yeah. fruit. 
I think um, you, so, you, YouTube might be an angle for you. Do you have a YouTube account at all? Because you know, we do. We do. We started up. A, we actually the, the cup I'm using. We started up a, a podcast of our own uh, during lockdown, and with some brilliant, brilliant guests on it. Um, we even Keelan Doris from the Irish rugby team. All right. Uh, uh, we we some br- brilliant uh, guests on it, but. But what was happening was it was an awful lot of pressure to try and get keep getting these uh, great guests, and then there was three of us involved in it, and it was just too much work. We, I was doing something one one day, Peter be doing something another day, Chris. So it was actually the the Dead Hedgehogs uh, YouTube page. So um, we'll, we'll we'll pick it up again some other time. We just at the minute the live shows have completely taken over. Uh, I'm actually going to America on Wednesday to do one with Mark Maloney, or, uh, Eddie Duncan, so yeah. Arizona, and hopefully do more shows in America later on in the year as well. Well, if, so, if, you're, yeah. if you're going to America, I'd advise you not to say the the C U N T word. I don't think you're. <laughs> that there. Uh, well, yeah. we'll see. I'll try and I'll try and curtail it as much as possible. Right. Um, the other thing, I suppose, final few questions then, Stephen is. Um, where do you see yourself in five years' time? What, 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 what do you want to keep at the gigs or what? Like, yeah, what? Do you want? Go on. Five years' time, I'd love to be playing the big venues, definitely around Ireland, the UK, America, Australia, all the obviously the English-speaking yeah. countries. I don't understand in Europe. It was fun. The Europeans just maybe didn't get the Irish sense of humor or they, they did but they're they're not a very um animated uh on the continent they're not very animated like you would get in ireland or the the uk or america i see there's be a lot of irish at them shows anyway so we're all we're always great crack that's one good thing yeah. about the irish we're up for the crack um so i'd love to be doing i'd love to be doing vicar street again uh on my own as as a three bucks left and maybe get back into doing a bit of acting. I wouldn't mind, you know, thinking about doing acting as well. So we'll see how that goes. And what, um, like, the other question I'd like to ask you is that, like, you know, when you do these live gigs, like I'd say it must just be, it's nearly like a drug, like, is it? You must get some rush out of it, like, do you? Oh, it's, it's I'm not a man for drugs, but it, it, there's no drug. There's no drug like it. When you're alive on stage and you have the audience in the palm of your hand when a, when a gig is the way it's going the way it should go and the room is deafening deafening yeah. and it, it gets so loud when the laughter is so loud and the crack is so good going so good there's a flow the room actually goes silent in your even though the, the, it's so loud and it's hanging on your every word and the buzz of that is just incredible what? and you just want to do it again and yeah the other question I'd like to ask you is that is there any joke you wouldn't you wouldn't say like you know because or do you ever ever show that went bad because I, I remember I put up an article actually a few weeks ago of it was um one of the presenters she was are we allowed to say colored or she was black and she she was at yeah. Tommy Tiernan's show and she was very yeah. like did you ever have an instant like that I, I've, seen, I've, I've seen that I've seen that um is there any show that I you see all my all my gags and skits are all sort of self-deprecating as well. Um, so yes, they're they're on the line, but I'll never get nasty. 
Like, I'll never be nasty. And I don't, like, Tommy shouldn't have, I, the one thing that I'd say about Tommy, he shouldn't have, um, he shouldn't have uh, apologized for that. If that's his joke, you're going to a comedy show to be, and I come out and hit everyone with both barrels straight away. Yeah. So they know what to expect for the next two hours. And I explained that this is a comedy show. And for the next two hours, I could not give two Fs for your feelings. But other than that, I'll do absolutely anything for you. And I would. I'm that, I'm that type of person. But for the next two hours, it's, you know, there's no boundaries. No, definitely. And uh, I suppose the last, I suppose the last few questions then again, uh, Stephen, is that I was looking up uh, on Google there, Stephen, to put up a picture of you and the stories, you know, and uh, you were yeah. a lot more shaven back then, or shall we say a lot more clean look. Like now you've grown the hair. I, I was. Is that part of I could never grow a beard. I could never grow a beard until uh, I, I, I had an aneurysm in 2016. And I, I like I was on death's door. I was like dead. I, my last rights were read to me and everything in hospital. And Beaumont Hospital saved my life. And I, and I said to them on the way out, after them saved my life, I'm going to do something for you. And this is where the beard comes comes from as well. I'm going to do something for you to pay pay you back. I, I'm going to. I was just getting into running at the time as well, so I said I was going to run from Dublin to Mayo to raise money for Bowman Hospital, and I started growing the beard during the training, and I could never grow a beard. So the more I trained, the, the quicker this was growing. Whatever whatever went on, and then I said I wasn't going to shave the beard until I had the run done. So I ran from Dublin to Mayo with with French horse Peter Cassidy. And I just kept it ever since. So sometimes it gets a bit of a trimming, but not not very, not very regularly. No. What's your What's the best piece of content you're proud of? What's the or open? Because I'll, t- I'll tell you the one I really like was the one you did for uh you did after Christmas. It's all over now. Bear the shouting, you know. I, I really because <laughs> like, I I just remember my. There's- the old fellow used to always say that every Christmas, like that's it now again till next year, like you know that's uh, yeah, what like. Yeah. But which which content are you most proudest of? I suppose. Um, there's a, there's a few of them that I absolutely uh, loved. It was there's one where I'm on a gate and it's a beautiful day. The sun, you know, the sun is speaking down on me, and I'm giving out about uh, people uh, not being enough workers. To, to do the jobs and that one that one would just I was in the shower and it all just came to me in the shower I couldn't wait to get out of the shower and up the field because yeah. I knew there was gold there's a, a golden hour in the evening and there's a golden hour in the morning for filming outside and there was no wind so that's why a lot of my videos are in the car because you can't film outside in Ireland unless you have really high-tech equipment because yeah. the wind is just shot and bad so I got up I had that golden minute got it out it worked beautifully uh, there's been there's been a few of them. There was one as well where there was one as well about um, being on a on a Tinder j- date with with someone that had the vaccine or didn't have the vaccine, and that one worked very well. And I I've modelled that one into um, on a live a live a live show sketch as well, but it's worked well. And that one that one has really done wonders for me as well. There's there's I've I've loved so many of them. I've I've won I've won video on on Facebook. It's been watched I think thirty million times, and that's I don't even speak in it. It's just when I turn to the camera and I drink the pint, and your one is 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 there, and I give her the wink, and 
that one, like, I love that one. I keep watching that one every so often just to cheer myself up. <laughs> well, honestly, like, it's, and you know, sometimes it's not just Irish humour because I'm, I'm living out here now in Dubai and I play rugby with a few, with a good few English lads. I'm actually the only Irish lad in the team and the English lads, yes. I've, sh- I've shared some of your stuff and they've seen it and they absolutely love it, like, you know. So, you know, the Brits get the, yeah. the crack in the banter too, to be fair, like. Oh, know? 100%. Like, we, we, have a, we have a massive following in, uh, in, in the UK especially around London. But then again, there's there's a mix of Irish there as well. And, and it does transcend. The, the thing is, I, 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 there, there are some videos that I do that are quintessentially Irish, but yeah. in the majority, most people will get them. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Look, Stephen, we started with Mayo and we'll finish with Mayo. So go on. I know you're a mad, passionate Mayo fan. So what, what went wrong with you yesterday? It was hard. I was at the game. I was. I came back from. Uh, we done a show in in Tipperary. I came back. I was him and home with her to go to the match. Went to the match, and it was just flat. It was a flat from the moment I went in, even the warm up. The lads, they they, they just they looked flat. They looked like they'd been drinking rock short for the week. <laughs> um, but obviously that that didn't that wasn't the case. They were just it felt like there was one game too many. But like I said, if you're going to be trying to win in All Ireland, you need to be able to pull out a performance every week. And they were just very, very flat. Now in saying that, credit given where credit is due, Roscommon were there to do a job and they'd done it. They stifled out Mayo straight away. They learned their lesson from Hyde Park. And they executed well. We never once looked like we were going to take over. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. You know, Mayo, Mayo traditionally have a purple patch for about 15, 20 minutes and they put up a load of scores and the game is won and lost in that. We never got, we didn't even get a five minutes bet. Yeah. So. No, it's, yeah. it's, that's big enough for you to give Ross Common credit because there are a lot of buddier jokes like, you know. And the reason for that is, uh, I said something funny about Roscommon on one of my videos, he, uh, maybe even two years ago, and they loved it. They lo- even though I was taking the piss of them, they they loved it. And I, I, I any every Roscommon person I meet, then after that, I said, "Listen, I'll take it easy on you from now on." And they're like, "No, we absolutely love it," and they do. They're mad off the crack. Now, if anyone asks me online, I'll always say it's because. Uh, Roscommon stole Valhadrine 150 years ago <laughs> off Mayo yeah um, but uh, no the re- the main reason is because they absolutely love the crack and we're doing a show there on, Ju- on, June, on June 3rd so it should be great fun and can Mayo win the All-Ireland can they oh listen Mayo it was remember the year that Mayo barely bet London in London and they went on to just losing the All Ireland that year. Um, you don't, you just don't know what Mayo. We're like Jacqueline, Jacqueline Hyde. I would be not one bit surprised if Mayo end up in the All Ireland final again this year. Oh. Whether we win it, well, that's ben, a different thing. Ben, honest, like I, it was the year. Was it two years ago against Tyrone? Like for me, that was your chance. Like you get, you had so many chances. Oh, that was definitely your. We had so many chances. That was certainly like that Tyrone team weren't a great. Oh football team like they proved it the year after and the year after that and no offence to Tyrone um, my grandma was from Tyrone and a great time for Tyrone people that was the year we, we should have won it we should have won it as well I'm going way back 97 against the worst carry team that I ever seen 
Yeah. A one or a one a one man uh, show. The show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. on his own. Yeah. When when but then again when when you one of your greatest players ever misses a fourteen yard free, Kieran McDonald, you know you know it's not your day. Yeah. No, definitely. Look, Stephen, I'll finish up with this. I do this with all my guests, okay? So, uh, quick fire questions, okay? Yeah. So, what's your favorite food? I would say Italian, Italian food, and that's a broad range, but definitely it's Italian food. Uh, favorite golf course? Golf course, not major into golf, so I'm just gonna say the one in Swinford. <laughs> How often do you do your dirty laundry? Oh, every three days. Yeah. Um, win the World Cup or win the Masters? Uh, the World the World Cup. I probably should have said the All Ireland. I probably should have said win the World. Definitely, definitely the All Ireland. I'm, I tell you how, how my soccer or my my um, my football go or my sports go. Yeah. Gaelic football first, horse racing second. I absolutely love horse racing. Not even betting. I just love the industry. Yeah. Rugby third. Yeah. Soccer, maybe fourth, and after that, then maybe golf. Yeah, we'll, we'll, anyway, and then just the other question. Best book you ever read? Best book I ever read was by Bread Alone by Mel Mermelstein. Yeah. And that was about uh, an Auschwitz survivor. He was, he was a, he wrote it himself. It was fantastic. Biggest fear? My biggest fear. And this is a deep one. My biggest fear is dying and not not everyone, not being able to say that everything to everyone that I wanted to say while I was alive. I thought you were going to see, not to see me or Windy All Ireland before you die. But <laughs> no, no, no. Favourite, favourite film? My favourite film is Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And go to karaoke song? Oh, the parting glass. Uh, what's your weakness? My weakness is uh, creamy pints. Is my weakness. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then finally, Westlife or Boys One? Oh, I'd say Westlife. Oh, yeah. Stephen, you're going to have to come down to Yall and County Cork one of these days to do a show. Glad you. Glad you. I'd love to. Stephen, thanks a million for that. No problem. Thank, thanks very much for having me. Well, Stephen, so for that, lad. Yeah, perfect. And thanks for listening. And thanks again to Stephen Cowboy Kelly for coming on the pod. Must say, big fan of his work. I think some of his stuff is on point. You can relate to it. And I just think it's it's hilarious. Like, nice and short. And I think it's very funny. I must definitely go along to one of his, one of his shows. And uh, who knows, he might come over to Dubai or I might go to a show if he comes to Cork or Yall sometime. But uh, thanks again to Stephen. And uh, hopefully Mayo do win the All-Ireland, I think. We'd all like to see it now at this stage. But um, until next time, where I'll have someone else from the world of sport or even arts like I did there, Stephen. Um, remember, you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Nebula Dunu. Thanks for listening, and I'm out of here.